Springfield's Talk 1041. Hey, everybody. My name is Dick Reed, and welcome to the show from Scramblers on Republic Road and National. Friday Road Show sponsored by Affordable Towing and The Great Escape Open. I have not been given word that it's uh, sold out, so I'm sure it has not. I know a couple days ago, uh, Sarah had updated me, and, and Cam had let her know that we were. I think just over the halfway mark, and that is pretty much on track to our normal selling out period. And we are going to be on April 13th going wheels up, direct charter flight to land in the Dominican Republic, Punta Cana, the TRS Turqueso Resort. And it is named after the turquoise waters of the ocean upon which it sits with the sandy white beaches. It's butler service. It's just a, a fantastic resort. It's all inclusive. Uh, the junior suite poolside rooms are, uh, it's 1650 a person. That covers the chartered airfare. That covers the six night stay. It covers all of the food. It covers all of the alcohol. It covers the taxes. It covers a bag on the flight. I mean, it just takes care of everything. And for 1650 a transfer, you know, we all ride in a nice bus together. Uh, we usually end up with two buses because we're not talking school buses. We're talking about the, the, the you know, the really nice travel buses uh, from the airport. Um, someone had asked how many go along, and we have uh, 88, I think, slots available, somewhere thereabouts. Uh, when we first started this, we didn't know how many we would have. So I think we're like, well, maybe we can get 40, and it just has added up. But we've really capped it at that, largely because we don't want it to be so big that people lose the intimacy, if you will, the the fun of being the, the group. You certainly don't have to spend any time with us if you don't want to. You know, you just take advantage of the great deal and the fact that somebody else is planning it all for you uh, in terms of the flight and then, you know, the, the bus to the resort and then back home. Uh, but if you do want to, of course, spend time with everyone, it, it's still um, going to allow you to do that. And, and it gives me a chance to visit with anyone that wants to be visited with and spend meaningful time with. Um, but, you know, if you end up with like 300 people going, then sometimes you're not necessarily able to do that. So that number that we've settled on is it's just really worked out pretty well. And at the same time, we are somewhat limited because it is a chartered flight. And so uh, that's really where we also run into limitations and why when we do say we sell out, we really do sell out unless something happens with the chartered flight and some seats come open. And we do usually keep a waiting list. Um, and it has happened before where somebody a month before the trip or so uh, had a medical situation occur or something that made it not possible for them to come along. And then whomever was first on the waiting list did get to join us. But you don't want to wait for that. KSGF.com, we have all the information there. I do recommend you get yourself reserved ASAP because it will sell out and the trips are incredible. Let's jump over and get the latest news update. Good morning, everyone. I'm Angela Luna. 
A man found guilty of endangering the welfare of a child is sentenced to seven years in prison. Matthew Fries was originally charged with rape following accusations that he sexually assaulted a 17-year-old girl at his home in Aurora. Earlier in the week, Fries entered an Alfor plea, meaning he doesn't admit to the crime but agrees there is enough evidence to convict him. Clerical error in LaClay County has made it possible for thousands of residents to see an increase in their property taxes this winter. The error involved a new increased tax for some Lebanon and Phillipsburg residents, which were not collected in 2022. Now a judge is ruling the county can collect more in this year to make up for it. Presiding Commissioner Randy Ink says the money is needed to repair roads and bridges. He also adds the hearings were held to make the public aware of the change before it became official. From Color 10 Studios, I'm Angela Luna. The first alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements. Um, I mean, back not into full summer, but it certainly is going to be warm. Looking today for a high of 77, clear 53 tonight, sunshine 78 tomorrow, and Sunday sunny with a high of 71. Anthony Carricker joins us. Good morning, good morning. Yeah. How's it going? Oh, kind of not enjoying this back to the summer weather. Alex and I, I have been looking happens. forward to that fall. I know. But I, I think we're in like the third fall summer now. We've we've had the dip in temperatures and then it's bounced back. And see, I it seems to really time itself out. And I, I consistently, and I say this because the third weekend in October is Maple Leaf Festival back at home in Carthage for me, and so it, I just. It seems like every year we're this is where we are. Yeah, where it's got it's cool in the morning, but then it's gotten a bit warmer in the afternoon, and the trees haven't fully changed. I think that you know the the, the Maple Leaf Festival, I, I guess, forever has been that third weekend, and I think because once upon a time that's when the tr- all the maple leaves had peaked. But as long as back as I can remember, it's the weekend after that they seem to really peak. I think that they should move it off by a weekend, but that's just me. Yeah. So anyway, this is this is what we get this time of year where it, it you get teased a little bit and then the warm comes back. But a month from now, two months from now, of course, people will be ready for the warmth. Well, it doesn't have a month. It's got two weeks. It's got to be cold by the time deer season opens. Ah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so, you know, that's what Alex and I have been looking forward to. We're both colder weather kind of people, you know. Okay. Deer season, apples, you know, all that is fun that an fall Italian stuff. Thing? Is that no, no, no? Because our aunt like... is one of those weirdos that like she wants her house ninety eight degrees year round, and that's comfortable. <laughs> um, like you go to her house for Christmas and you wear your basketball shorts and a tank top yeah. and hope that you aren't sweating through all I that. I think that's an age thing. Uh, circulation slows down a bit. I think you I get mean, to a certain age of that. That circulation tends to. We've uh, spent a lot of time with her, and that goes back to when she was oh, early thirties. Okay, so well, she's, she's just, just not cold dog. nature, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, kind of big news for us is you know everybody's heard that we made our change over to Fairway. Uh, we're actually doing our open house for both oh. industry professionals and our past clients. Shots, and shots, shots, shots. Well. Yes, shots, but headshots. Um, we're actually going to have a photographer there Ooh. that people can schedule times with so that if the realtors would like to update their headshots or if our past clients uh, would nice like offering. to snap some nice little family photos for fall, that's going to be an opportunity there. So, that's a good offering. Uh, we're planning on November 9th. We'll send out a little more information uh, either on our Facebook page or direct to your email if you're a past client and you know kind of go from there but right. that's kind of you know our our kickoff event for fairway to show our appreciation for our clients and let everybody come see where we're at now and 
all uh, that fun. All right, so, so when and where again? Uh, it's going to be November 9th, okay. and it'll be at our office on East Kingsley here in Springfield. All right, well, we'll be talking to you before then oh, so yeah, we can definitely. remind people. Well, that's um, that's good. That's and then Not shot shots, but it's yeah. still good. Well, it was funny that you did that because, yes, shots, just uh, Yeah, headshots. I didn't know. It <laughs> seemed as if I was trying to joke my way into a segue, but really I wasn't. Hey, it worked. Um, so kind of a, a business thing I want to touch on real quick. Not a lot of realtors seem to utilize this service that we like to offer, and that's having us call listing agents when you've placed an offer with your buyer. Now, we totally understand most of you are competent enough to, you know, pitch your own offer, but where that can kind of fall short sometimes is when you're trying to explain the financing, especially okay. if it's an odd program. That's where we're happy to help. We've had several deals where we call and we explain like, hey, you know, here's the client. Here's the loan they're going to do. Do you have any questions? That listing agent might be unfamiliar with the program or something else like that. Right. And upon further explanation, they go, wow, okay, this definitely may be our best deal. Thank you for explaining that. Now I can pitch this to my client appropriately. And we actually just had a client win a deal with that uh, two days ago this week. So kind of a, a factor, you know, if you well, want yeah, to have that, that little it's extra nice. service, if that's not something your lender's doing for you, give us a call. Sweet. Look at you. Everyone wins. All right. Well, next time we see you, hopefully it'll be cold enough yep. for you. Right. I, I sure hope so. Sounds good. Have a great weekend. Thank Anthony you. Anthony well. everyone. And I want a great homeloan.com. Because you do. Traffic update now live from Scrambler's Friday Roadshow, sponsored by Affordable Towing. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Hey everyone, Sarah Myers. Thank you. Well, as we move into that cooler weather, right now is a great time to go ahead and schedule a fall roof inspection. Why, you may ask? Well, I will tell you. Over the summer, we had quite a few storms move through the area, and a lot of those storms came with tons of hail, tons of rain, tons of wind. And as we move into that cooler weather, you might want a little bit of a peace of mind to make sure that your home is winter ready. Now, Josh and his team over at the Pyramid Roofing Company would love to help you out with this. You can give them a call. They'll come out. They'll do that free roof inspection for you, and they'll get on your roof and take tons of photos and videos uh, so you don't have to get up there, and then they will walk through the process with you. Maybe you are in a situation where you don't need a whole new roof. Maybe you need just a simple roof repair or even a gutter repair or a ventilation repair. Whatever the situation is, the Pyramid Roofing Company, they have got you covered. Now you can give Josh and his team a call today and you can find all of their contact information under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. I'm reading some of the reactions, and I'm sure you'll hear them throughout the day, of Biden's address from the Oval Office that many people were told was essentially going to be about the immediate issue in Israel and the fact that we have Americans that are being held hostage there and, and thought that there was going to be, okay, what are we going to do to get them out? What, what What's going to happen? And instead, he essentially used the issue of Israel, one, to make sure that you aren't mean to Muslims as an American and to get unfettered access to tax dollars to Ukraine, trying to tie them all in together. And many of them note the fact that the world is on fire with this guy as president. 
And, of course, the left, they are going to claim that it has nothing to do with him. Supporters of Biden, nothing has anything to do with him. Uh, inflation's not his fault. Gas prices aren't his fault. The crisis at the border's not his fault. The invasion of Ukraine, he's got nothing to do with that. The, the, the Taliban leaving Americans behind, that's not his fault. Um, uh, you know, of course, the, the, the funding of Hamas by Iran, that's not his, nothing is, is his fault. None of these are his fault. And any time, this is an approach that one can easily take that does not require understanding the nuances of this administration versus that administration. When defenders of Biden take the position that it's not his fault, there's nothing he could have done about it, then the question is, what was the point in electing him then? The people who... The same people who argued during the election that the choice before us between Biden and Trump was the choice between whether or not we were going to be a country on fire versus whether the adults were going to be back in charge. And it was going to be a sense of normalcy. Remember that? We kept being told we'll be getting back to normal. The same people who told us how important it was. it, It was so important that Biden gets in there. Now tell us that essentially he has absolutely no control over everything or anything rather. No control. No control when it comes to the economy, no control when it comes to the border, no control when it comes to what's going on in the Middle East. No, none. He has no impact whatsoever. And so I say to those people, then what was the point in electing him? Because we were told electing him was going to make things better. Biden's campaign speeches or the speeches given on his behalf while he was in the basement was not telling us, just so you know, things are going to get worse. But... Don't worry, because it's nothing that Biden can actually do about it. It won't be his fault. That's not what they campaigned on. You know, what should have occurred last night with the speech in a sane world that focuses on results would have been the announcement that all and any funding in the capacity that we have the ability to cut it off to countries like Iran, to the Houthis uh, in Yemen, to, to Hamas, it is done, it is over with. Oil sanctions back in place. The sanctions that were put in place and abided by by the Trump administration regarding Iran to cut off their revenue source as Trump's policies were economically breaking them, those are back in place. The Houthis that... Yesterday, we're responsible for firing the missiles into Israel that our uh, the one of our ships shot out of the sky to protect Israel. That came from the Houthis. That was an organization that Trump declared to be a terrorist organization for the purposes of financially breaking it. One of Biden's first moves was to take it off that terror list. Biden should have announced they're back on that list. Should have announced no more humanitarian aid that can be stolen by Hamas as they have stolen in the past in order to help fund and support terrorism. Instead, of course, he announced that we're going to start doing that to a greater degree. See, these are the meaningful steps that we should have taken. And his attempt to tie Ukraine funding with Israeli funding is also a weakness. 
Now, he's doing this in order to leverage the Republican support for Israel to get more money for Ukraine. As we all know, that while there are some Republicans that are fully supportive of the blank check to Zelensky approach, there are many Republicans that are not. Some want no funding for it any longer at all. Some want it with accountability. Biden wants to continue with the blank check. So that's why last night's speech was tying it to Israel so that the the that ukrainian dollars or american dollars to ukraine can ride the coattails of the israeli dollars if we were really genuinely wanting to send a message of strength that would be beneficial to the united states it would have been to iran it would have been to hamas listen we are involved in a couple of conflicts right now and while they are similar in the context of world stability and while our commitment is is equally solid for both, we, we're dealing with these separately when it comes to funding. So make no mistake about it. This would have been my message if I were Biden. And I really, truly wanted to send a message to the enemy. Make no mistake about it. While we may have disagreements when it comes to funding of Ukraine, because we are keeping that separate from Israel, it will have absolutely no impact on our resolve to make sure that we take care of you so do not confuse any sort of political disagreements we have here in the united states regarding funding for ukraine do not confuse that with our resolve to support israel they are separate so if you think for one moment that one can cause problems for the others it ain't going to happen instead what he did is he told our enemy i am tying our resolve and, and, and our funding to help Israel to the more politically charged funding issue of Ukraine. That is not a position of strength. That's tipping our hand and demonstrating to the enemy where our weakness is in terms of supporting our ally of Israel. Springfield's Talk 1041, live from Scramblers. I'm Nick Reed. Springfield's Talk 1041 is always just an app away. Download the KSGF app and listen live or catch what you missed on KSGF Mornings with Nick. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. This should be called the Hold My Beer Administration because every time you think. They surely cannot do out, out, or outdo themselves in terms of complete and utter incompetence. They demonstrate, yes, yes, we can. Here, hold my beer. The White House posted, then deleted, after, of course, it was too late, photos of Biden meeting U.S. troops in Israel showing their faces. They posted a photo to the social media pages Wednesday of Biden. They're trying to show off Biden, and they, they labeled the, 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 our troops as first responders. But they were U.S. troops. The photo was later deleted from postings on White House accounts of Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. The photo showed Biden greeting several U.S. troops in a room with U.S. and Israeli flags set in front of blue drapes. The photo was captioned, in Israel, President Biden met with first responders to thank them for their bravery and work that they're doing in response to Hamas terrorist attacks. A screen caption of the post on Instagram was edited to protect the identities of the U.S. troops in the photo. The writer saw the original photo on the White House Twitter feed on Wednesday that showed the faces of the soldiers. 
an error of this magnitude, of course, we, I, if, if this had occurred under the Trump administration, we'd hear about the danger, uh, you know, the carelessness of Trump, how he doesn't actually care about our troops, uh, how he and his carelessness, his attempt to, to you know, show off, to showboat, to try and, and, and create this image that he cares about our troops is actually putting their lives in danger, how reckless it is. Then they'd have experts on to talk about, you know, how it is that this information can be used by the enemy in order to leverage their power over the United States and so forth. But, of course, because it's the Biden administration. And they fully admitted, oopsie-daisies, yep, we did that. Sorry. There will be no demand for accountability. And, in fact, I imagine that none of the major media outlets will even cover this. So this is yet again another hold-my-beer moment when one wonders, can this administration manage? I mean, just what they're thinking when they do some of this stuff is, is just beyond any sort of comprehension. It really makes sense when you... Read the quote from Obama regarding Biden, in which he said, never underestimate the ability of Joe to F things up. I mean, whenever it was first revealed that he had said that of Joe Biden, I think that many people just thought of it as almost a offhand comment. But think about it. There's depth to that. Because I imagine... And I will admit, I fall into this category. As much of a disaster I knew that Biden would be, this is advice that I could have taken from Obama because I have underestimated his ability to F things up. I mean, I, I a lot of it I've named, but there have been things that I never could have comprehended so recklessly, so unnecessarily. He has effed up. If I were Republicans going into this campaign for the presidency or maybe the Trump campaign, whomever, I would buy billboards all over the place. And it's just that quote. Never underestimate the ability of Joe to F things up and then attribute it to Barack Obama. I would have that absolutely everywhere. Springfield's Talk 1041. i I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. We got an we got a trailer. The first alert forecast. It is going to be a nice sunny one. For those of you that are waiting for the sweater weather, maybe a little frustrating as Boo. things get. Oh, are you? Uh, you're there. I see, my wife's the same way. Yes. She's already broken out the sweaters, and and uh, this is not going to be a favorable weekend for those of you who are wanting to cling to that. Though it will come back from Color Ten Fox Forty Nine meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny seventy seven today, fifty three overnight. Sunny and seventy eight tomorrow. So the sun out. It's you know cloudy seventy eight is different than sunny seventy eight. We're getting the sunny seventy eight, and then Sunday sunny with a high of seventy one. So a bit cooler there. Oh, I have to introduce you, Sarah oh, Myers. Thank you. You can't just leave me hanging here. <laughs> I looked at you. Well, that doesn't work. I know. You need an intro. I do. Diva. Mm-hmm. And also with me this morning is Bruce Beatles with Beatles Property Maintenance. How are you today, sir? I'm doing good. It's Friday. That's right. So uh, any big and major home repairs you've been working on here lately? Uh, 
We've been really ramping up uh, with our property managers. We've added several property managers over the yes. last last few weeks. Uh, I guess our name got out there to <laughs> to the right people because we've been, you know, just doing a lot of things, and there's a lot that we have to offer uh, those those property managers. Um, if they are using automated systems like Appfolio or something like that to get uh, their tenants taken care of, we work with those systems. Um, if it's just somebody that has one or two rental properties and, hey, can you, you know, take care of this or can I have my tenants call you or, or whatever the setup is, we try to custom tailor that to the individual uh, property manager. But, um, you know, there's, there's just they always have something going on. And if you've got rental properties, you know, there's always something. So that is one thing that I have just kind of failed to mention over the last couple of years. So I've been pushing it here lately. But one thing that I was thinking about while I've been mentioning it is how exactly did you guys get involved with that in the first place? Is that how Beatles Property Maintenance first started or did it just kind of involve over time? That that was uh, that was probably our, our original roots. We had a few property managers that we were doing work for. Um, then we got into the real estate gig and we started doing a lot of properties that were uh, under contract for sale. We'd go in and do those those negotiated repairs. Um, we were doing we were on about 1500 real estate contracts a year there for a couple of years. And so that really took a lot of our time. Um, but now, of course, as the real estate market is shifting and doing whatever it is that it's doing. Um, and, uh, you know, property managers, there's the rental properties are a lot. There's a lot more of them than there used to be. Um, a lot of people are, are making that investment because they've realized how good an investment that is. Um, so there's a lot more of them out there. But, um, you know, one of the problems that, that they're having, uh, some of the property, we're doing work for some of the large property management companies here in town that they just don't have enough staffing. And uh, this post-COVID, you know, thing that nobody works anymore, I guess. Um, you know, we're fortunate to have a great group um, that we've added to and we're growing um, in that area. Uh, so we're able to go in there and, and do their make readies or, or, like I said, just do their repairs, whatever it is that they need done. Um, we're in there. We're in there crushing it. So. So what are some of the things that you do with this? Because I know you also have like a, a property maintenance program as well. We do. We do. We've got uh, for those there are there are some that, you know what, I want to just be hands off when it comes to maintenance. I don't want to think about it. I just want to cut you a regular check and know that it's taken care of. We can set up where we will go in on a on a regular basis. Uh, again, that's that's set up, you know, custom tailored to, to what you're wanting. Uh, maybe it's quarterly, maybe it's twice a year, uh, but we can go in and, and do the batteries and the smoke alarm and change the air filters and just, you know, give everything a good look over. Uh, make sure there's no pipes leaking under the sink. Make sure a lot of things that tenants are like, eh, not my house, um, don't think about. But, you know, you really want somebody to get eyes on and say, hey, is this... You know, is my property still in good shape? Is it being taken care of? You know, we're more than happy to go out there and, and take care of that for you. Do that. Do that walkthrough. Make sure that things are, are in good condition and well-maintained. And just take that off your plate because you probably have bigger fish to fry. Very good. And while I have you, real quick, any uh, fall home repairs or maintenance tips you want to give the listeners? 
Clean the gutters. Clean yes, the gutters. I have been preaching clean that. Clean the gutters. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very good. Well, Bruce, I hope you have a good rest of your weekend. If you're out there in Radio Land and you think, you know what, I have a ton of home repairs and maintenance, or maybe you are a rental property owner and you're thinking, I need to get involved with this. You can find all of the contact information for Beatles Property Maintenance under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. This is Sarah Myers, Springfield's Talk 104.1. One of the, well, actually twice it happened with Biden last night that I chuckled to myself. One, he he mentioned that he's the first president to visit a war zone in which America wasn't in charge or something, talking about heading to Israel this week earlier. And then he also talked about when he went to Afghanistan and um, he claimed that he was the f- like the first president to go to an active war zone. But I know Trump. I thought we've had this conversation. Trump, like for Thanksgiving or something, went... Or no, it was Ukraine. That's right, it was Ukraine. But But even that's not true because while it wasn't Ukraine, Trump did go to Afghanistan, but anyway, that aside. And, you know, it makes it sound very James Bondish, Mission Impossible, the train blacked out windows for 10 hours. And, and because, of course, he can't help but do that. But there were two things I noted about it. One, and I don't know if he wanted it put in there or it was decided to be put in there, but it's clear whoever wrote the speech recognizes the fact that, that he invites mockery on himself at this point because he always tells some story about him. It's always about him. Well, I did this. I did, you know, he makes everything about him. And what I noticed is written into the script was not simply Biden pointing out or claiming that, well, I'm the only president that did this. I'm the only president of that. He, it was written to assert that, well, from what I've been told, so it is that's written that way in order to sort of soften the the redundancy of Biden making claims about himself, whether it's house fires or Corvette fires or my son, this or that. And instead couching it as, well, you know, it's not really him saying it. Other people have told him this. What's funny about it is. One of the, I think the funniest things Trump would always do is, you know, he would be asked at times, you know, about, you know, do you think that uh, you're this or that? And he's like, I would never say that about myself, but others have said that. (laughs) I just would love it when Trump would say things like that. Uh, But it was written into specifically. See, I noticed these things, how they're written. It wasn't simply biden making these claims about being the first president to do this or that well from what i've been told you know i mean i'm not making the claim and and it was deliberately written that way in order to try and and soften that that uh, mockery the blowback of the mockery someone had asked this is a really good question does congress this is in the american transmissions talk and text line does congress have to follow what biden said about tying ukraine and israeli funding together or could congress pass funding separately in spite of what biden says yes and this is the whole point now there are ways and i believe this has been done congressman burleson and we're, we're gonna we'll have him on monday to talk about this and the speaker's situation as well but that a lot of the money has been freed up and used by Biden without necessarily specific congressional funding or approval. It's been taken from areas that 
that executively, essentially, for like military purpose dollars, well, this is a military purpose, you know, that sort of thing. But, but in terms of Congress approving, Congress writing, you know, the American people's checks, and the, the whole point last night was to put pressure on Congress to tie them together. So ultimately, this is how it is. <clears throat> Ukraine funding is not as guaranteed or rubber stamped as Biden wants it. Biden has functioned with the American people's ATM card. He has the PIN number and there's no limit. And he's just using it, using it, using it, using it, using it. Increasingly, there are American citizens and members of the Republican Party who are not keen on that continuing to happen. Some want the funding stopped altogether. Some want some form of oversight. Or they want more specific details as to how it's being used. Okay, So that makes it a little more difficult for Biden to do this. Now, when it comes to Israel and funding, there's pretty much universal support for that except for, you know, pro-terrorist congresswomen like Cori Bush, a few of the sob squad that believe that the Jewish people, until they're like gone, uh, will never have that problem dealt with. And so they're, uh, they're calling for cutting off the funding uh, uh, for Israel. But outside of that, universally, Democrats and Republicans, um, 99% of them, they're all on board. That's a no-brainer. Whatever uh, Biden says Israel needs, they're going to get. So what he's wanting to do is use that in order to get through the more controversial dollars for Ukraine by tying them together. So he's trying to make it all in one so that the American people or that members of Congress who see these differently worry that their constituents will see it the same because that's the way the White House is painting it, that the, 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 the fight... And the funding of the fight in Ukraine against Russia is just as important as Israel. They're one and the same. That, that's what he's selling here. That's what he's trying to sell. And that is being done in order to put pressure on Congress to fund both of these things. So ultimately, when it comes down to funding and the question being, does Congress have to abide by Biden's request to tie all of this funding together? They, they don't have to. That was the point of the speech last night, was to use the bully pulpit, if you will, in order to try to pressure them into doing so. Springfield's Talk 1041. i I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. She's the best. She's awesome. Anyone who uses her will tell you the same thing. If you want somebody who is going to be your advocate when it comes to buying or selling your home, you, you want someone that is not only the best at what they do, but they really care to do the best job for you. And that's what you get with Emily Johnson House Theory Realty. There are a lot of realtors out there, and a lot of them are doing it for supplemental income. Some are doing it as their main income, but it's all about, all right, here's somebody new. I'm going to get them to buy a house as soon as they're trying to sell you the house, not find you your house. That's the difference. 
For many, their goal is to sell you a house. Emily Johnson, it is to help you find the house that you are looking for. And you'll notice that in the approach. She wants to know what is it that, you know, what are you looking for? And if time goes on, like, you know, Sarah and her husband, two years. They're like, no, not this one. No, not this one. You can only imagine what a nightmare clients like Sarah are. (laughs) But Emily did not, It like, because getting extremely annoyed with Sarah and Ryan, started going, well, are you sure this one looks pretty good, you know? But instead reminds you, and I know because, I've, you know, she's shown me a house before. Now, one of the things that you said was important to you is this, and this house doesn't really have that, so you want to keep that in mind. And it's because, again, her goal is not just to sell you a house. It is to get you your home, the right home, what you're looking for. Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. And I'll tell you how true that is, even after insulting Sarah with her right here, she's saying yes in agreement with me. Yeah. There we go. All right. There is a an effort or a proposal in Chicago that a lot of you this will this will resonate with a lot of you. But it's something that I disagree with for reasons that I will provide to you now. Chicago a, an official in Chicago has proposed a strategy for curbing crimes committed by out of control kids and that is force the parents to pay up. A series of city council crackdowns failing to stop the drag racers and drifters from driving in circles, figure eights in the lower Wacker Drive amid a crowd of spectators posting videos on their stunt. And, of course, you know, you've got all sorts of crime, and much of it is being committed by these kids. Alderman Ray Lopez of the 15th said it's time to try something different. He wants to hold parents and legal guardians responsible for the mayhem and require them to undergo licensed family counseling. Quote, we have children who are out of control, causing 90% of the problem, particularly as it relates to the street takeover, drag racing, and all other illegal activities. The ordinance introduced at Monday's city council meeting would make it a crime for any parent or legal guardian to, quote, willfully and or knowingly allow a minor in their charge to engage in a host of offenses wreaking havoc on the quality of life in Chicago neighborhoods. Those offenses range from panhandling, underage and public drinking and cannabis use, violating curfew and climbing on cars to street takeovers and drag racing. Parents subjected to these fines would be compelled to pay between $1,000 and $5,000, depending on the nature of the crime committed by the child. Additionally, the parents would be required to perform community service and go through licensed family counseling. Now, this can sound appealing to people across the political spectrum. And it can sound appealing because for a lot of people, they recognize that there is a parenting issue here. I am opposed to this for a number of reasons. One, I don't believe that it'll work. Generally speaking, if you have a child, a 16-year-old or a 17-year-old, that at that point in their life, they are doing drugs, they are drinking alcohol, they are drag racing, they are committing acts of vandalism in a manner that we have all seen on full display. They do with out any sort of of uh, attempt to hide it. They, 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 they aren't ashamed of it. They, that's who they are, and in fact, they feel entitled to behave that way. I don't really think that there is anything a parent can do at that point that is going to control that child. That is not a child that if they're told go to your bedroom, they're going to go to their bedroom. They're going to say F you to their parent and walk out the door. What is a parent supposed to do in that instance? The problem that a parent in 
a city like Chicago with you know, it's a liberal atmosphere, in all likelihood, anything a parent actually might be able to do to stop a teenage child who has gone that far down the path from getting out of the apartment is going to result in that parent probably having charges brought against them for child abuse. The same people who talk about holding parents accountable for their out-of-control children committing crimes are the same people who will say, you should go to jail for child abuse if you spank your child or if you physically restrain their child. And while I'm not making an argument one way or another on that, I'm talking about the box that parents get put in oftentimes by the people who want to use the law to hold them accountable are the same people that will then punish them when they take steps to hold their child accountable. In addition to that, children, teenagers, are receiving extremely mixed messages from the left who have charge to some capacity over them in this country. For example, and we'll use Chicago because this is what we're talking about here. Chicago's are run by left-wingers. The schools are run by left-wingers. These are kids that every day in school, when it comes to issues like gender fluidity, are emotionally and intellectually separated from their parents by the district. Whether it is hiding their gender identity, whether it is you know, telling them that if their parents don't support them, that is a form of child abuse. We have an administration that currently has sent the message to children that parents who want to have a say in their child's education that runs counter to what the government wants are seen as domestic terrorists. You cannot, on one hand, utilize government to indoctrinate children into believing that when it really comes down to it, you don't have to listen to your parents and then hold the parents accountable when their children run amok in the streets of the city. The, 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 the people in charge want to have it both ways. And I'm looking specifically, again, Chicago. This is where this, this recommendation has come up to punish financially parents for out-of-control children. They want to indoctrinate kids for their own purposes and in doing so have to diminish the role of parents in the mind of children to where they become almost obsolete but then when the children become problematic they want to hold the parents accountable and demand to know why you aren't having control over your kids while they are the ones that are training kids to not allow their parents to have any control over them I also don't like the idea of indoctrinating into young people's minds that they're not responsible for their actions. And when you tell children who commit some sort of offense that we are going to punish your, your parents for this, it sends the message that they're not responsible for their own actions. And if you take somebody in their preteen years or their teen years that are already developing or have developed the mindset that I can do what I want, and then you further reinforce it by punishing someone else for the acts that they commit, all that's going to do is put them permanently in that mindset, and that certainly 
doesn't make things better. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. All right, everyone, listen. I sat and I had our, our lunch bunch at Retro Metro on Wednesday talking about the great escape, and we had a table of, of five. And by the end of it, they were like, you know what, we, we, the great escape, every year we hear of it and we love listening to it. Let's, let's just do it. I'm telling you. If you haven't done it, you need to, to reserve your space today. It will sell out. We have all the details at ksgf.com. Punta Cana, Dominican Republic, all-inclusive resort, junior suites, chartered flight. It's a fantastic deal. It is a wonderful time. That coming up in April. Details at ksgf.com. Have a great weekend. I'm Nick Reed. Swing your body.